0: Have we arrived? This is a question that we all face in many disciplines, including science, maybe your spiritual life, and wherever else. But new discoveries are being made in our in terms of our cell structures. I wanna play this clip to you now, just a few seconds here, and I would like for us to apply this in terms of a spiritual lesson. Check this out. I still remember the moment something I will never forget. The hair on my hands just stood up. It's a microscopic universe within each cell.
1: This is an unprecedented view of the cellular world, where we can actually see immune cells scooping up sugars in the ear of a zebrafish in real time.
0: That's basically what thousands of scientists around the world are trying to understand is how life works. We want to watch the dynamics, the interplay between these molecules in order to really understand the complexity, understand the beauty of what is happening within the cells. Biology is probably one of the last human forefronts, right? It's like the age of exploration again. But, you know, instead of looking out at the galaxies, we're looking at the galaxies inside of the cell. Yeah, it's so amazing, isn't it?
1: It is pretty incredible. Like, wow, I mean, everything I learned in biology in high school is a lie. (laughs) Just kidding. No, but it's crazy how in this area of science that they've discovered, the utter intricacies and detail that they never saw before, but it was there. They just didn't see it and know about it. Yeah. And I mean, this translates onto multitudes of other places in our lives and other fields, and even to our, our spiritual walk, you know, with God.
0: There's oftentimes a, a, a confidence that that people have, uh, probably an overconfidence in that and <laughs> how much we know and, about the world, you know, we oftentimes um, we even have a label called an atheist, right? Someone who believes that there is no God, right? Basically, the belief structure is that is built on the idea that no God exists, no deity exists. There is nothing but um, evolution that has caused everything to become what it is today. And, you know, the, the question really is then, you know, if God exists, why cannot I observe him? Why cannot I scientifically prove he is there? Where is he? If this universe is so large, where is he in it? Why, if he's so big, why can't I see him?
1: And it's kind of ironic because, you know, as we looked at that little video clip, <laughs> you know, imagine that we are a speck of dust in comparison to the magnitude of this universe. We are, each of us, you can sense nothing. You know, we're so minute and small. Well, in our bodies each one of those cells is minute small minuscule like a piece of dust and if you were a cell you might wonder is there anything outside of what Mm -hmm. i can see with my cell eyes you know is there really a person out there in fact you're inside of one you're really inside of one right (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of weird but um have we ever had the same thoughts you know i can't see god so he must not exist because I've never experienced him. I've never seen him. If he's real, why doesn't he show up right here? Imagine that cell inside your body yeah. said the same thing. I mean,
0: another example <laughs> yeah. can, can to make it another practical yeah. example is simply, you know, imagine ants. Ants are one of the smallest creatures, insects. And so, you know, if there are ants walking around, they know nothing about me. They do not know, you know, um, how intricate our minds are, how much we know what we can do that we can build houses and phones and computers. And and we have intricate Mm. uh, complex social structures and relationships with each other. I know they have relationships too, but, you know, but, but, but an ant will see my shadow maybe, but they don't have no idea past that. And so I want to submit to you. It's the same way for us. We, we can see, observe the shadow of God. In creation, we can observe his his, his presence, his handiwork, his handiwork mm. through what he has made through his design. And so in the same way, if you think about how amazing that is that we just listen to where you have when you zoom in, on your body and you zoom in on those cells and each of those individual cells are moving. And even though they are somehow apart from you, they are a part of you at the same time. And it's a whole universe, a new universe when we zoom in that much. And when we zoom in on that, again, is there another universe to discover of things that we do not even know about yet? And, you know, this brings us to the big question of, of could it be that? How can we believe that there is no God if just based off the fact that, well, we we haven't we don't know. He we haven't discovered him yet. If we believe there is no God, if it to me, it makes more sense to be something like an agnostic who says maybe there is a God. I don't know yet, but to to take the position of an atheist to say, well, there is no god is not a scientific position even though atheism endorses themso- itself as being a very scientific type of a mindset i
1: mean if you think about it just go back a few hundred years ago the whole concept of bacteria germs you know oxy- viruses oxygen molecule the thing yeah. that we take for granted today of course you're breathing in oxygen what do you think you're breathing in you know what is air made out of But go back again, hundreds of years ago, there wasn't this understanding. But of course, it was still there.
0: Let's take it a step further. Um, I want to read to you Romans one twenty. It says for his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature. Speaking of God, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. It's saying that in creation, we can observe proof of the existence of God because of how intricate, how detailed it is. Now, let me, let me, let's make another example. You know, if I told you, okay, look, here's a music book, okay. A book full of notes and music, and it's just fallen out of the sky. Here's the book. And all of these notes are on the page. It fell onto the page. These notes form music structure. In other words, there's an intro. There is, there are verses, there are choruses, there are bridges, there are all of these aspects. And with it all, um, this makes up what we call a composition, a song. Mm. I mean, Christina, you love music, you make music. How long do we give that to happen? How long do we wait for the book to appear, for the notes to fall onto the pages in a structure that is intelligently composed? intelligently, um, designed, right. how long do we wait? Do we give it a thousand years? Do we give it 2000? Do we give it five, 10? Do we give it a million years? Do we give it a billion years? How long do we wait for that book and that music mm-hmm. structure to form?
1: You I not waiting a long time, <laughs>
0: but why? Right. So yeah. the, the real, what we are getting to is that, well, okay, well, obviously PD, uh, a man wrote the music or someone, mm-hmm. they thought about it they were in the intelligence behind it but how can it be that there is uh, that intelligence in other words that man was created from non-intelligence
1: right how can something rational like man how can it come from something irrational how can something that has order our the way our human bodies are made and designed and just the, the way they work the way they function Everything having its own purpose and use in such an incredible, detailed way. How can that come from disorder?
0: How can it come from chaos? But actually, the better question and more honest question is even, how can it come from nothing?
1: Mm, How can something come from nothing? It's
0: not only from chaos that the rational has come. It is from nothing.
1: Or at least that's what many are taught. And many believe,
0: yes, that is what 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 is being taught. Mm. But obviously the Bible teaches that there is some one where all things have been made through. It is written that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God, and there was nothing made that was not made through him, through Christ. And ultimately, that is the the God of the Bible who is being presented as the one who is in contact with man. In other words, he has not uh, abandoned man. He has not uh, made himself unavailable, but in fact, he came in the flesh, made himself very available. And um, even today in this modern day, reaches out to people and has personal relationships with them. What does that mean for us?
1: I mean, it's crazy because I mean, as amazing as it is, all of humankind have sort of this compass within them that no matter who you are, you know, a Buddhist, an atheist, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a Christian, wh- whoever you might be, raised with no, you know, background of a religion or faith whatsoever, when you find yourself in the midst of an emergency, a life or death situation, or or someone you love is in peril, almost everyone is reaching out to. To God or to some higher power, because there is this knowing within. There's, there's something out there, someone out there bigger than us. We are not it. I mean, we see this in our media as well and in entertainment. Just look at how many films and video games there are about, you know, utopias about these perfect places, these gorgeous um, worlds, these new worlds. But it's because there's a desire within us, you could say, written in our DNA, that this world isn't all there is, that there's something greater and more beautiful, uh, a restoration, a a recreation of something that was lost, in a sense, a return to a garden, Mm. you know, the garden, as we have even written in scripture, because the right, why do we have this? Because God put it there when he designed us, when he created us. And the same thing for all these other things that we see in the media, I mean, the entertainment industry, superheroes with powers. We desire these things, we love these things, because in a sense, within us, we know that there is something more that we wish we could do because that desire is placed in us by God. When we accept His Son, Yeshua, Jesus, as our Messiah, and we are baptized in water and baptized in the Holy Spirit, God gives us gifts. Power. Right to operate in to the power superhero.
0: <laughs> to, to operate in the power of His
1: Holy Spirit to see people get healed, like a superhero. <laughs> to see people but get set way better. To see people get set free to walk from darkness into light, and so that is ingrained within us. It's written on our DNA. How, by God.
0: Right. Uh, so another thing God gave us is a moral compass. You know, people, yeah. no matter what of what background they're from, they have this um, knowing of what is right and wrong. Um, When we look at, for example, in our recent history of uh, Nazi Germany, the Nuremberg trials, where basically the Germans who were responsible for the Holocaust and so forth were put on trial, what was brought up by the German lawyers was, well, look, these men were just following orders. They, they They followed the laws of their land. So how can you come, you Americans and you Europeans? How can you come and judge or judge us based off your laws? Right. And then that, that that kind of makes sense until another lawyer from the allies came and said, well, look, there is a law above the law. There is a law that supersedes the law of a country because we inside of us as humanity has a law that that a code that we know of what is right and what is wrong. And that has been inscribed not by accident, but by God himself. Because if this was all a big accident, you would be just like any other animal with no law, if you will, to follow killing each other, uh, survival of the fittest and so forth. But uh, as it is today, it is not survival of the fittest. That is the right thing to do as we even even if you're an atheist in your heart, you know, yeah, that's not the right thing to do. We should care and love for one another, but care and love for one another does not exist in the 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 world view of well we're just matter and we're just a big accident because if we're just matter and we're just a big accident like the dust and we don't have any intrinsic value which is brought on by the fact that you were created with value, if that is all taken away, well nothing really matters and yeah. So uh brothers Sisters, I hope that this is made you think a little bit about some of the things that surround us in this world and how it brings evidence to the fact that there is a creator.